Welcome back to The Grand Life. I'm Emily Morgan. You know, while we're on a break, we're creating some bonus episodes and using the time to touch base with you, talk about things that are happening with the podcast and looking for ways to learn more about you. So here's the first thing. If you could please find it in your heart to email me with the answer to one simple question, that would be a great start. So of all the 60 plus episodes of The Grand Life, which one is your favorite? You can email me the answer at grandlifeconnection at gmail.com and you just type it into the subject line. You don't even have to write me an email, but feel free to if you want to. Don't worry about the title of the episode. You can just say something like the one about families who don't get along or how to handle a daughter-in-law and I'll know exactly what you mean. So it would be great to hear from you. Again, that's at grandlifeconnection at gmail.com. Well, we are going to start by talking about a few things that I want to catch you up on. Um, If you listened to Season 2, Episode 3, Surrogate Grandparenting, it was the second episode about surrogate grandparenting. We talked to Betsy Gerard. She was talking about working at Connor Prairie, which is a historical museum we live close to, and our children were involved in the um, volunteer program there. So we have four children, all four of them worked as volunteers, but um, two of them wrote essays for the stretch it takes um, about their experience with the people at Connor Prairie and how they made them feel like family. Betsy Gerard especially, but there were others, who just kind of embraced our children and made them feel really, really good about being part of that interpreter family. So they were all acting as if they lived in the 1830s. Here's what Ellen wrote about her experience at Connor Prairie. At Connor Prairie, I took on and shed new roles every day. Not only that, I was invited to be an active participant, an essential part of the narrative the adults were telling. They made me feel like my contribution was vital to the success of our shared purpose and that I was trustworthy, capable, valuable. And so here's my proud parent moment about that. So we just wanted to catch you up on the fact that Ellen, who wrote one of the Stretch It Takes essays, just got hired on as a public relations manager at Colonial Williamsburg. Woohoo! Yay! And what is Colonial Williamsburg? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a bigger version of Connor Prairie, would you say? What would you say? I'd call it the elite version of yeah. Living History Museums. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. And she's so excited because she has spent her, uh, she spent a lot of her time um, working there and interpreting um, hist- history for people. And now she gets to talk to interpreters at Colonial Williamsburg and kind of tell stories about what's going on at Colonial Williamsburg. The other part of that follow-up about uh, surrogate grandparenting is that Betsy just turned 100 last week, and we went to her 100th birthday party. That was amazing. What did you think about it, Mike? Well, there was a long line of people there to give her their best, and she was 100%, not just 100 years. She was sharp. (laughs) 
She, her sense of humor is still intact. She still likes to call me Robert, which is a sort of a running joke. <laughs> she is great. And, you know, in the episode, she mentioned that she wanted to make it to her 100th birthday. And I joked with her that I didn't think she looked a day over 97. So here we are. She's 100 years old now. Um, I think that a- episode was a couple a couple of years ago now. And so anyway, she just looked amazing and she sounded amazing. And I just, I admire her so much. And don't worry, she was vaccinated, had a mask on. So we were all just really thrilled to celebrate with her. So yeah, go ahead and have a listen to that. Um, it's a great, it's a great episode. Season three, episode eight is one called Grandparent Caregivers, and we had a guest on, Fern Schumer Chapman. If you might, you might remember, she was the author of Happy Harper Thursday, a book that she wrote about her granddaughter and the COVID situation, where she wasn't able to see her granddaughter very much, and she was worried that her granddaughter would think that she didn't love her anymore. So uh, that was a sweet little children's book that um, we highlighted in that episode. And now Fern Chapman has a new book out about Brothers, Sisters, Strangers, Sibling, Estrangement, and the Road to Reconciliation. That's the title of the book, Brothers, Sisters, Strangers, Sibling, Estrangement, and the Road to Reconciliation. And while I wasn't going to have her on for that because I've already done an episode on estrangement, it is a great additional book for you. We talked to Carl Pilmer on the episode right before that about estrangement. So listen to the episode on estrangement, get yourself Fern's book. All of those things are great and helpful resources, I think, for you if you are dealing with that. And I know that that's a very common thing. It's one of our most listened to episodes, sadly, but it is true. And I think COVID has not helped the issue of estrangement. It might even I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I think it may even perpetuate estrangement because once you stay away from someone for a certain period of time, it's easier to stay away from them than for a long, long time. People might regard it as an excuse to sort of keep the estrangement going and not confront the hard things, not do the hard things. Right. I mean, after you've missed a couple Thanksgivings, maybe it's like, well, I don't really ever need to do that again. So I would love to to know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, I'm always interested in hearing some feedback from you about any of these issues. The next one is Season 3, Episode 3, Do Grandparents Matter? It's one of my favorites. Yes, and it is a, it's a wonderful episode that includes an interview with Sky Bergman, who has produced a film called Lives Well Lived. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, um, it was a little bit hard to figure out how you could see it. But now it's going to be really easy because you can look on your local PBS station in September and it probably will be featured. It would be nice if we could tell you that it's going to air on a given day at a given time everywhere, but that's not the way this is working. It's whenever the local station that you look at decides to put it on the air. Right. But it will be in September. So I talked to Skye. She told me that that was going to happen, and I'm just really excited about it. And, and here's just a little clip about the stories that older people have to tell us. In some regard, we're losing a lot of the stories and history that really that generation has and that wisdom that they have because they've lived through those things. I think that one of the things 
that has resonated with people as they're watching the Lives Well Lived film through this time is that um, here's a group of individuals who live through so many uh, real trials and tribulations and their resilience in being able to over overcome those things is really helpful to look at now as we're all going through this pandemic. I mean, I think one of the people in my film, Evie Justison, talks about Viktor Frankl's man's search for meaning and how um, he realized that you can't control necessarily the things that are happening to you, but you can control your attitude about them. And I think especially during this time, that's so critically important. And so the more that we can do to stay connected to people who are um, on the older side, especially right now, the better that it will be for all of us in the long run. Okay, now we're going to talk about our favorite episode. And I'm not sure this is your favorite episode, is it, Mike? Well, you know, I went back and listened to it again, and it's charming. There's so much to enjoy about this one. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't think it has gotten the um, amount of downloads that I think it deserves. So this is why I'm highlighting it, too, because I just don't want anybody to miss the two people who I interviewed for these. It was it was so touching to hear what they had to say. And the episode is called Overcoming Disabilities. And disabilities is in quotation marks. And the reason it is is because these people we interviewed did not consider what they were talking about as disabilities. These were like differently abled people. Carol, the first person I interview, had an unexpected disability after she had an injury. So she ended up being in a wheelchair, and now she's in a motor scooter. Um, but she's a grandmother, and she takes care of her little grandson, Henry. And she's just so well-spoken, and she is an inspiration, I think, to anyone who struggles with anything. Let's listen to her for a minute talk about how she looks at the, her disability. You just simply adapt to what you're given. It's not so different than anyone else. You know, you just simply get up and do it. I've never felt that it was a terrible burden. Yeah. More of a shift. Not certainly not what I would have chosen for myself, but it's, it's what is. You know, she talks about adapting to what you've been given, but it's more than just adapting. She really does not see it as a big deal. And over the years, I've seen people suffer terribly. For the most part, it's a choice. A, a, a physical injury or illness, physical illness, malady, is not a, an end of the road. It's just a choice to either kind of accept it and figure it out or move on. So she's moved on. She's doing her job. She's doing taking care of grandchildren. Um, she is uh, thriving. She's swimming. She's doing all sorts of other things. And uh, she's an activist. So she's, she's a wonderful example of how you can take grandparenting and just turn it on its head, you, you know, no matter what you're struggling with. So I love that. The next one is a grandchild talking about his grandparents. His name is Mark McLevy, and he is just funny. And this was, you know, this was way back when we were able to have guests in our studio. And he was just so fun to have with us. Um, it sure makes a difference. It really does. I, I miss that so much. I wish we could have all of our guests in the studio. But, of course, we have guests from 
all over the world that's now. The, that's the plus side. <laughs> yeah. Because we rely on side. Zoom, we can talk to people in New Zealand and right. wherever. Yeah. But this was fun to have yeah. him right with us. It was really fun. And just as a little bit of background, he grew up with grandparents who were deaf and never considered his grandparents disabled. He, he looked at his grandparents as if it was completely normal and absolutely adores well, adored them. They're not alive anymore. But let's hear what he talked about, how the hearing world looks at deaf people. The hearing world always approached my grandparents like they were faulty, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and in funny ways, in comical ways, you know, like the uh, when you would go to restaurants and I'd tell someone, oh, my, these are my grandparents and they're deaf and the, you know, the server or the hostess would say, would just speak up. And start, you know, and speak slower, like louder and slower. Yeah. What do you want for dinner? <laughs> They're still not going to hear you. You know, that that's like a common, like, shared joke in the, in the, in deaf, the deaf community. community. Isn't that great? I mean, aren't we all guilty of that? We tend to speak louder. We tend to think that we have to do something to make it easier for them to comprehend what we're saying. Um, but the, and then the last one that, that I really want you all to hear is, and, and I have to give a little shout out to Mike too, because he did quite a bit of sound design in this episode. You could hear things that Mark mentions, Mike puts in. Anyway, he tells this story and, and the sound design in this is great. So enjoy. One of my favorite stories is about music. And my, and my grandpa, he bought cars. He let, you know he would buy a car every five or six years and he loved Buicks and Old, Oldsmobiles. He was very proud of his cars. And he always liked to tout the stereos in his cars. And when I was in high school, <laughs> he came over with a new car. Very, you know, he was the kind of guy that kept the sticker on the window for like a month after he bought the car. It was a new Buick. And he came over to show it off with my grandma. And my mom was like, hey, why don't you guys go up and grab one of those wrap tapes so that grandpa can hear his stereo. So we grabbed NWA, which is a very explicit... You know, every other word is a cuss word. And but but has lots of heavy bass in it, so you can feel it. Of course. And uh, but we didn't think anything about the the, the content because they couldn't <laughs> hear it; they could just feel it. <laughs> and I thought that they were just going to put it in so he could listen to it for a few moments. They put it in, it was in the summer, they put it in and they drove off with NWA blaring from their Oldsmobile <laughs> with the windows down. That's a great And story. I just pictured these two white haired deaf grandparents going around 465 <laughs> with this vulgar rap music. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I told, yeah. we told them, they knew about it later. Like I told them about it, you know, I didn't, but... Yeah, there were lots of moments story. like that where, like, the hearing and the deaf world combined in a humorous way. <laughs> His word pictures are rich, and I will never forget what that must have looked like. <laughs> it's great. I love an episode where my guests make it fun to laugh and you know we take out a lot of stuff and you don't get to hear everything but it's just maybe sometime we'll put together a little blooper reel but it just is really fun to do this podcast and I hope you enjoy it I I imagine you like walking in a park with a you know with your dog or 
doing whatever, gardening or whatever, and just laughing out loud. I've done that myself. I mean, I seriously have um, listened to podcasts where I'm out mowing and I'm just laughing. I, I hear my husband do that too. Sometimes Mike's out there just laughing out loud <laughs> while he's mowing the lawn. It used to be people who did that seemed not quite right, but I think we're all sort of accustomed to it now. Yeah, we all we all understand what's happening. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's that's that for my favorite episode. I don't I don't think we have anything else, but I, I did want to just touch base with all of you and say hello and make sure that you know that we're thinking of you and we are coming up with new episodes. Um, some of them are going to be harder. I think we're going to start out with some harder ones. Um, we're definitely working on one co- about the gray divorce, which is about parents who are in their 50s and above who decide to get divorced and uh, have a, an author two two people who co-authored a book called The Gray Divorce, and that will probably be our first episode. So it's kind of a downer. But at the same time, I think it's really important to talk about. Um, so we will have them on, and then we have we just have some really other really interesting things. So anyway, if you have someone you know who's been going through this in their later years, and it would involve children and grandchildren who, who are the parents are going through divorce, let me know. I have some people in mind, but I'm not positive I can get them on the podcast. So, you know, I'm always open to hear about other people and, uh, you know, no, nobody has to be famous or anything. It's just, you know, I'd love to talk with talk with you and get you on the podcast. And they can remain anonymous if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. We always we will be willing to do that. We're happy to have you not use your name. Um, so just so we can get that story out there and people can understand what's happening. So anyway, we are still on a break. Um, we will be back in uh, whenever when we get <laughs> when we get back we have a grandchild who will be born this week hopefully so I am heading out to Colorado to uh, meet our new grandson who will join our little crew of nine other grandchildren so as I have said many times I may not be the best grandparent ever but I do believe that being one is the best thing ever I'm Emily Morgan, and thanks for joining me in living the grand life. <laughs>